Welcome to A Word of Influence, Episode 7, the last of phase of the AWOL project. I keep on messing up the name. Today we have Sean Waters, one of my really good friends. Shout out to everybody else that was part of the project before we get started. Now, you all know the drift, so let's get started. Sean, what made you like video games growing up? two distinct memories that stick out well two distinct games um my cousins used to stay with my aunt uh and she had like a nin- uh, i think it was just a nintendo nintendo yeah uh just an nes and it uh they had mario and duck hunt on it and i remember playing that and beating it when i was like three four but the thing that really got me into it was uh tekken three i went to indianapolis for um my i guess he's my godfather's wedding and i was the flower girl and they (laughs) they uh had a playstation and like every everybody in the wedding party was staying at his apartment and i just completely whooped everyone's ass at tekken three and i never played it before so imagine like a little five-year-old me just shit talking all <laughs> yeah. these adults. That's pretty funny. Um, but yeah, that's that's where it really started, and that's why I still love Tekken so much. It's hmm. very dear to me. Now, I wonder what it is about fighting games that, like your boyfriend Alex said off before off air, that we don't get other games like where you can beat the shit out of your friends and yeah. be <laughs> be cool with it. I think it's interesting because like. Outside of like NBA 2K17 or like Madden, mm-hmm. you don't get that experience. Can you tell me why? Um, it, I guess part of it for me is just one the shit talking, and two it's the uh, like I, I I sometimes if I'm really trying hard to win, like I'll do like the combos and stuff. I know the combos, but I just love the like the button mashing, the aggressive, just like. <laughs> <laughs> the build up and combos yes. and like I think the only game other than where, where you feel like combos build up outside of the fighting game would be Final Fantasy 6 with uh, the character Sabin because like you would have to like button mash to make his combos go off and like you don't actually experience that in any other Final Fantasy game so like for fighting games like Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter and according of course Tekken it's like you've had to like learn how to, you know, fight with the, yeah. uh, your certain character. So, who's your favorite character in the series? Uh, Xiaoyu. Xiaoyu, which one? She's a little Chinese girl. She's got pigtails. Oh, she's yeah, super yeah. fast, super broken. Super broken. How? Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's broken. Um, I also really like Oscar and June, and Oscar and June both fight the same. They have the Kazama style. So. Mm-hmm. I think uh, Tekken might have one of the best stories in fighting. If you look at it. I would agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> if he shakes his head no. I'm actually, I'm super excited for the new game to come out mm-hmm. next month. I'm, it's supposed to be the end of the Mishima dynasty and their like, whole story. And I'm, I'm now, pumped, pumped, I wonder, pumped. what is the point in, I always want to know, what's the point behind them having a dark character in Jin? He seems like he's the only one. No, he's not. Um, there, It's the devil Jean, not mm-hmm. Jin, like Jin, the Jean, G-E-N-E, shut up. But he's uh, sort of, he has this genetic 
possession, I guess. Mm -hmm. Like, he was, um, the story, I'm remembering right, it was for Tekken 3, uh, the story began, and Ogre ripped off June's head and, Mm -hmm. like, killed her, and so he's on this vengeance mission, but he's, like, wandering through the woods, and he gets possessed by this demon, and that's what his scar on his arm is, or Mm -hmm. not scar, it's like a tattoo almost. Um, But Kazuya is also possessed, and he has the devil gene, mm-hmm. and that's where the character devil comes from. Um, but I think it's I, I with Kazuya, he's always been kind of a bad guy, like the lovable bad guy. Mm-hmm. But with Jin, it's more about his struggle between being good and evil. Like there's this one cutscene that sticks out in my mind. It was the end of Tekken Five. Maybe maybe it was Tekken Six. I'm trying to remember. Maybe it was Tekken Six, and he's. Like, he defeats Hihachi and Kazuya, and he lets him live, and he's, like, he turns into the devil, and and he flies off with his black scary wings, but all of a sudden this one white feather falls, like, he's Mm -hmm. starting to become good. Mm -hmm. Now, this is a question, because seeing how it is a franchise that has a number system, one through seven... Technically, yes, seven. And, and the tag games, yeah. Tech, well, I don't count those. You can't count yeah, those. Yeah, they, they're kind of like, not really canon. It's like uh, it's like Resident Evil. Like, one of my little brother was like, yeah, Resident Evil Umbrella comes out. I'm like, it doesn't have a number behind it, so I'm not, <laughs> it playing, it. I'm not playing it. But um, do you feel that, because like people have been arguing that Nintendo likes to revamp their characters. Do you feel the same way with Tekken? They just revamp the same character, or do they tell a different story? It's been a while since I played it. Um, I'm not sure if I would say that they revamp them. They just, well, I guess it is true in like a couple. Is like uh, there are characters that will disappear and had disappeared from like the second game, and all of a sudden they're back in Tekken Six, and it's mm-hmm. and I guess that could be considered revamping them instead of creating new characters. They brought back old ones that were suspected to be dead, or like they just didn't know what the hell happened to them. But, is that, but it's mostly, like, a continuing story. But isn't that more of fan demanding, though? That um, they bring characters back? For some of them, yeah. Like, uh, Ganryu. Ryu, Ganryu? He's the big sumo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I know he's really popular. And then they brought back Buck for some. But he's... They kind of... I don't know if you know anything about the characters. He was, like, the trainer for Barong, who's the... Taekwondo user. He's the red-headed Korean dude. Okay. Only, um, only person I played with, personally, was Eddie. <laughs> Eddie? Well, that's because Eddie's broken. Eddie's great. I, and I will say that it, I, I like Christy, but Christy's sort of the rip-off of Eddie. Like, mm-hmm. instead of them bringing in, like, another new character with a different fighting style, they're like, oh, well, she was trained by him, and, mm-hmm. like, it was his girlfriend or whatever, and it's just... Now, how has this series influenced you in life? Oh my gosh. That's the main question. Like, has uh, any game or book or whatever has influenced you in life some way, fashion, or form? It's pretty. I guess because it's been around in my life for so long and it's just influenced me and I feel like I know the characters. Like, I used to get on the Tekken website, Tekken Zaibatsu, all the time when I was a little kid. Mm-hmm. And I would like, my mom, I remember this was like back in like the early 2000s, my mom would go to her work. And she'd let me get on her computer and like print out pictures of the like fan art of the oh, characters wow, and really? stuff. Yeah, like it was, and like I remember like I was so obsessed with like the 
fan canon stuff. Like, uh, one of the fan canon things was that Xiao Yi plays flute in school. And I that's part of the reason that and the fact that my mom played flute in school are the reasons that I chose to play flute. Because mm-hmm. my favorite video game character yeah. playing flute. <laughs> like, it was just, it was just really silly. But it, it just, I don't, I don't know, I guess it gave me more. What's the, what's the setting of Tekken? <sighs> what do you mean? Like, where is it located? I know it's like different. They fight in different. I think it's spots. in the. I want to say it's the future, but I'm not sure. It's definitely universe. Oh, so it's not like in Japan. It's it. Well, the. The last few games they've had stages that are all around the world, mm-hmm. but um, like mainly yeah, mainly in Japan. Okay. That's so. where like the a lot of the characters come from and where the main storyline is. Well, I guess because it being made by. I might be wrong. Capcom? No, Capcom Namco. Does. Namco. Yeah. I'm thinking Capcom. Street Fighter. Yeah. Duh. Street Fighter. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think that's the best fighting game. Fuck Mortal Kombat. But <laughs> that, that's just me. Um, I just think there's something interesting about the setting of like where something is because like you seem to like draw closer to that. And, like I know you being a nerd, you love Japanese yep. material and culture. And, yeah. and culture. I, I, <laughs> material culture. You love it all, so I was just want to know if this like influenced you. Like, well, you think that the characters bring you closer to like understanding the world. You know, I guess in a way, yeah, uh, because that combined with like watching like Toonami when I was a little kid and like getting up every morning before kindergarten and watching Pokemon. I guess I was more exposed to Japanese culture when I was a mm-hmm. kid, and it was just. It kind of stuck with me. But, I mean, I, I, yeah, I guess Tekken is technically one of those things that was very Japanese that I was fond of as a kid. Well, that's, that's the thing about Americans, or, like, us, is that, being American, is that we're always get exposed to the outside. Yeah, out- and other like, cultures. And... Like, we can always say that we're the best, but we're always influenced by mm-hmm. something. Oh, very much. <laughs> very Eastern, much so. Which is kind of interesting, because, like, what this game is, like, a household game now, Project Diva. Yes. <laughs> Hatsumiku. Yes. I remember asking you like, "What's a good rhythm game?" Because I like we were just in the like college looking for a rhythm game to play, and you said that. Yep. So <laughs> probably very enthusiastically. Yeah, it was it was really good, and what makes you like that character? The character. Yes. Um, I don't know. She's really cute. Um, yeah, I'm I, I also her. really like. Did you say you're gonna marry her? Oh yeah, <laughs> of course. Um, I, I, she's just very, well, happy and bubbly all the time. But I really, really like rhythm games, and I like that aspect of it. Like, just, I don't know. I mean, because like rhythm games, it's kind of like we. I think we had this conversation before that when you play a rhythm game, you can play it when you first wake up to wake yourself up. Or you can play it, like, when you're about to go to sleep. Yeah. Like, you feel that way? Yeah, I do. I've, I've, and that's actually happened several times, uh, where, like, I will be, will be, whenever we live with my parents, and I've played most of our games in our bedroom, like, he would be laying in bed and he'd be asleep, and I'd have the lights turned off and the headphones on, and yeah. I'd just be playing Miku until I got really tired. But part of my morning routine since we moved here is I'll make co- coffee, and then I'll sit down and I'll play a couple songs. Um, hmm. So, like I said, uh, that character 
It's actually becoming big in America, just like everything it was. Maybe they'll bring more of the uh, Miku Expos <laughs> instead of just the one in LA and the one in New York, and I'll get to go. Well, that's <laughs> that would the, be amazing. I mean, that's the thing, though, because like, the more shit gets exposed in America, the more it comes, and like, the fan base will demand it. We see it. Yeah. We see it in everything from Star Wars to another Harry Potter book being made. And it's awesome because, like, my little sister, that's the only game she plays now. Really? Yes. That's great. <laughs> like, that makes it's, me really happy. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, the song selection is great. Especially but, in the new one. Yeah. Oh. And, like, K-pop, it, I don't know if you can call that K-pop. No, it's more it's more J-pop. Uh, there's some electronics. No, what's the difference? J-pop and K-pop? Um, J-pop has... I, I don't even know how to describe it. I guess I could say K-pop has more hip-hop influences and more Western influences. Like, a lot of K-pop is either kind of hip-hop or it will have, like, almost a 70s or 80s music vibe. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know. It feels more Western than J-pop does mm-hmm. while still being very Korean. Mm-hmm. Now, have you seen the lyrics of the Miku? Like, have you actually seen? Yes, seen some of them are very fucked up. <laughs> like, like some it. of them are really, really dark, especially the Rin songs. Rin songs are oh my gosh, she's sadistic little Yandere, but I love her. And like for anyone that's never played, it's called Project Diva X. Is that what it is? Project Diva, they're, they're the Project Diva games, and there's Project Diva, Project Diva. Is it second? And then Project Diva F, Project Diva F second, Project Diva X, and then Project Diva Arcade. See, this girl knows all her Project Divas because I didn't and know then, all Oh, of and there's Project Mirai, which is the little chibi versions of them. It's uh, 3DS games. They've only brought one over here. Hmm. And you can't play the other ones unless you buy a Japanese 3DS because they're region locked. How do you feel about that? Region locking or? Region locking. Uh, it pisses me off a lot. <laughs> really? Yeah, because it would just be so much easier for some of the games I want. Like, I really want to get a Japanese Sega Saturn because there's an old Sailor Moon fighting game on it mm-hmm. that was specifically in Japan, and it's supposed to be complete garbage, but I still want it. <laughs> like, really bad, I want it. <laughs> now, is that a nostalgia thing? Um, It's more just, like, a collector thing, and I want to say that I've played it. Like, there's a Sailor Moon video game out there somewhere, and mm-hmm. I've not played it, and I want to <laughs> play it. <laughs> As we switch topics to the Sailor Moon, oh, uh, look at it. <laughs> yep. And there, and all the, the anime is actually on our anime show. Okay. Yeah. Yep, well, that's my is little this, shrine. W- you say this is your number one on top of everything. <sighs> Can you say that? <laughs> yes. I can, but I can't because I'm very... Within the last few years, I've become very, very attached to One Piece. Okay. Um, and while I still love Sailor Moon a lot, I do acknowledge that a lot of my love for it is uh, nostalgia and just... But it, it's a good type of nostalgia, not the kind of the jaded nostalgia. Just like the... It makes me feel happy and, mm-hmm. and fulfilled, but... No. If, if, if I had to pick, it would be a very, very, very tough decision. Tough decision. Between the two of them. Between those two. Uh, yeah. Can we? Ex- we're gonna explore the realm of the sisterhood in it. Can you please explain that to me? Because like, there's like, it seems to be a lot of good vibes amongst the um, sailors. Well, Sailor Moon is actually 
from the future, and they're they're all from the future from uh, the Moon Kingdom, and she's actually Neo Queen Serenity, and all this stuff happens, shit goes south, and in order to restore the Moon Kingdom and save everyone, she basically she and her, her protectors get sent back to the past and reincarnated. Oh. Um, See, me being a kid, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, they're all reincarnated versions of themselves, but all of the Sailor Senshi are basically her guards, her protectors. And they are friends, and they are very close, but the group itself is formed out of the need to protect the queen. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, I guess... It's very, because the characters, it's very kind of polarized because the characters will be, um... <laughs> the characters will be... <laughs> Sorry, I got distracted by him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're fine. <laughs> Alex is in the background playing some Nintendo Switch, guys. Being uh, a nerd like everybody else. The characters, whenever they're in their senshi forms, are completely different to each other. <laughs> like, when they are their middle schooler and high schooler normal human selves. Mm-hmm. Usagi and Ray, who's Sailor Mars and Sailor Moon. Sailor Moon and Sailor Mars, other way around. Um, they are just constantly at each other's throats and they're very competitive with each other and it's just, it's this very I don't want to say frenemy relationship. They don't get along really oh, well. Really? But, but whenever there's Mars and Sailor Moon, it's a completely different vibe and it's like they have all of their memories from when they were in Oh, in the, the Moon Kingdom, yeah. yeah, together. But they so, they don't they retain them, but they don't really. It doesn't affect how they treat each other when they're humans. So it's pretty much like two different personas, sort of, yeah. And like that's the whole thing. Like when they transform, their, their magical girl transformation, you notice that instead of being like little middle girls again, they're suddenly grown women. Mm-hmm. Now, powers within it. Mm-hmm. How do they work? Is it? Well, like, what, like, let's say Dragon Ball Z, we had the Kamehameha wave. Mm-hmm. Like, Luffy has, uh, gum gum. Gum gum. So, what do, what does Sailor Moon have? Um, gosh. Well, each arc, she gets, like, a new relic that she uses to fight with. Like, um, like, what arc she gets the Holy Grail. Okay, which whoa, whoa. Like, Yeah. Well, then. That's what they call it. Um, but she, I mean, she has her... Her moon stick. She uses her tiara to fight with. Mm-hmm. Um, like she throws it at people. Um, mm-hmm. Gosh, I'm trying to think. Now these might be fighting words, but that's all a study. Mm-hmm. The, like you might be able to uh, enlighten me a little bit. There is a study that says that Sailor Moon is actually pow- more powerful than the famous Dragon Ball character Goku. Is that true? <laughs> <laughs> fighting words for him, not for me. I don't know. I. I guess <laughs> I mean, uh, I've never really thought of it that way because I don't see a world where Sailor Moon and Goku would fight. Um, but I guess because she has cosmic powers, it might be a little different. But at the same time, it's very hard to compare the two universes because power levels become like this thing in Dragon Ball, especially the dub. Yeah. And then like just the way that Goku trains and like in the gravity. What, what is it that... The, help me, Alex. The <laughs> thing where he's in the spaceship and he changes the gravity when he's changing. Oh, the gravity machine? The time machine? Is yeah. the spaceship? Yeah. yeah. It, it just, like, stuff like that, like, that makes him so, 
I'm gonna get hit for this. So overpowered, basically, in comparison to everybody else. I just, I don't know. But he also doesn't have, like, the same cosmic powers as Sailor Moon does. Yes. I mean, he can't take off his fucking tiara and it basically turn into this, like, beam of angry light and destroy people and cause them mm-hmm. to incinerate. So I just, I don't know. I don't okay. know. Okay, seeing how we're, this guy, this will all tie back in, I promise. Okay. Um, Sailor Moon has ended, right? Yeah, oh yeah. It ended, <laughs> I want to say the manga ended in 98? Okay. 91 to 98? We have, um... Seeing how you said you you love One Piece, mm-hmm. essentially, mm-hmm. some people feel as though with Akira Toriyama, I might say the name wrong. No, you said right. Okay. Akira Toriyama. <laughs> I might say the name wrong. I thought, I thought Alex was pointing at me. Yeah. Like, no, like, they're, they're trying to sig- they're playing Puyo Puyo Tetris, and they're trying to signal things to each other instead of talking. And just yeah, it's, it's like funny. I'm like, oh yeah, just talk. But anyways, uh, <laughs> <laughs> love it. But anyways, there's been some complaints that, just from people I've talked to, is that because Dragon Ball Super came out, mm-hmm. that they're pretty much trying to shine over One Piece. Um, I wouldn't say I that. I mean, because the fact that uh, Toriyama likes to kill his characters and bring them back, it's like a leeway of like, well, you're not letting One Piece, you had your time, let Oda... Go ahead and continue One Piece. I mean, I guess in a way I could see that argument, but I don't necessarily agree with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really, I don't know how the Dragon Ball Super manga is doing in sales. It's not written by Toriyama, is it? It's still good. It is? Yes. Oh, I thought you, that you told he's me that drawing. he's not drawing it. Okay, that's yeah. what it is. Okay. But I just, I don't know. I don't know how it's doing in sales. I mean, In comparison, just, I know One Piece is the top-selling manga, so it just—I um, just—I I, don't—I don't know if it's necessarily a competition for it. It's just more—I mean, they're good. coming back for the fans. Yeah, it, I mean, like they're good friends. Of, like people just feel like that One Piece should just be by itself because, like, let's face it, Naruto's technically Naruto's over. yeah over. If you want, it is. Naruto um, isn't a thing. Just. You don't think it is? It, it is, but they're trying to make... I don't like <laughs> that they're trying to make it into the new Naruto. Like, I like that the idea of there being, like, the little the side story mm-hmm. in a movie, but I just don't necessarily... I think the Naruto... I mean, Baruto thing needs to happen because it, there needs to be an Uchiha. I guess I, I can't really talk because I'm only... I don't know a lot about Naruto. Really? Uh, I will confess that. Well, I mean, I do. Okay. <laughs> I don't know a lot about what happens from... What volume am I on? I'm on, like, volume 42. Okay. I've never... I've watched the first episode of the anime, and I've watched the last movie. So I know the outcome of everything, and I adored it, and he will attest that I bawled my eyes out at it. I thought it was great, and mm-hmm. that's when I fell in love with it and decided to read it. Mm-hmm. But I don't know anything that happens from about, like, volume 42 to volume... Seventy is it seventy two? Yeah. Yeah. Seventy two. To where it ends. Like I don't know so I can't say that Yeah. In I mean, truth that I don't I don't think that Boruto should I mean, happen because I don't I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about. We said we talked about Dragon Ball and like Dragon Ball and Naruto in one piece because there's like a brotherhood friendship. Mm-hmm. But when you say Sailor Moon, there's no teamwork as human form. There is. No, they work together and they like they they only are in their senshi forms when they fight. Um, 
They're only in their senshi forms when they fight. Whenever they first discover an enemy or get information about an enemy or there's an attack, they they still they all are friends and they hang out as friends mm-hmm. and they discuss things and they research things and they will like go on undercover missions and stuff. Oh, eventually, like one of them gets captured or someone they know gets <laughs> captured. <laughs> it's kind of a running theme. Yeah. But no, it's um, they, there is teamwork as humans. It's just all the fighting for the most part happens when they are transformed. Ooh. Who's your favorite character in the series? <laughs> I know you have one. A Sailor Jupiter. Why? <laughs> um, I always identified with her a lot as a little girl because she's very tomboyish and tough. And she, like, stands up for people, but she also, like, she gets in fights and stuff. I never really got in, I got in a couple of fights with you boys. Fights? In, in elementary school, I mostly actually got my butt kicked, but we won't get into that. <laughs> uh, there was a story of, I used to try and dig worms with all the guys, and they went, one day they decided because I was a girl I couldn't dig up worms with them. And I, I grabbed their big pile of worms because I was pissed off. Yeah. And, like, they grabbed me, and two of them kind of beat me up. And then I cried and I got in trouble. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, um, no, I always associated with that. But also she has this very soft feminine side. Like, she loves gardening and cooking and baking. And that was also something that I really liked as a kid. Like, I, I loved flowers and I loved, like, baking. Like, I, for the longest time, that's what I wanted to do in my life. I wanted to own a bakery. Um, but now as an adult, I associate more with Asagi because she's very... <laughs> She's very lazy and she's a crybaby. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. So but, I kind of I associate with her too. <laughs> what's the name of the author? Naoko Takeuchi. Takeuchi. Mm-hmm. I think it's cool that she was able to create characters that you were able to identify with. Yeah. Because like my character all time favorite is gonna be Spider Man because I can identify with his nerdiness and mm-hmm. uh, the way he hides himself and like he's just a spider. But like you you have. <laughs> With that, with the manga, you were able to identify with two different characters, mm-hmm. and like I don't think I can see that in like in the comic world for me because like I can't I can't identify with Iron Man or Captain America, yeah. or like if we go in the DC realm, it's only going to be Batman or Flash. I gotta give him a shot still, Alex. Don't go. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's amazing that that manga in general allows people to touch with it. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think it is great that there were, are, I'm not the only little girl that grew up and was so, by Sailor Moon and loves it so mm-hmm. much. I mean, there's tons of, and, and I, it's surprising to me sometimes, because it'll just be like random people that don't even really like anime anymore, and they still, they love Sailor Moon, they love Sailor Moon. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I think what, I, the only way I identified with Sailor Moon was, what's his name, the Tuxedo Man? Yeah, tuxedo coming. Yes. Okay, he seemed kind of cool growing up. He is pretty cool. He doesn't <laughs> actually throw roses in the manga. That's a completely like separate for the anime. The anime and the manga. I'm not gonna be able to get my dates right. They both started in 1991. Okay. The anime started running about five months after the manga started. Mm-hmm. So while the general plot is the same and there's the same characters, it's completely, completely different. Like mm-hmm. a lot of it is very separate um the art style is a lot different uh the way gosh i'm trying to remember the way they handle chibi chibi who is a character that shows up in the last season is very different in the manga than it is in the anime like um in the manga she it turns out she's sailor cosmos and 
that's a spoiler. I don't know if anybody's <laughs> spoilers. Spoiler, sorry. Um, but in the in the anime, they oh, say, is this again? Like twenty years ago? Yeah, oh. I mean, you got yeah. you've had <laughs> enough it, chance. It ended, it ended almost twenty years ago. You've had enough chances to uh, read or watch. So, but um, in the anime, she's their third daughter. Mm-hmm. She's uh, Mamoru and Usagi's other daughter from the distant future, along with Chibiusa. But she's like she looks like Chibiusa. Sailor Mini Moon. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know their Japanese names. She looks like her, but she's got like kind of ringlets, and her hair's a little bit darker pink, and she's like itty bitty. She's like a little toddler. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, just the way they handle certain characters and story arcs is different in the anime mm-hmm. than it is in the manga because they were ongoing at the same time. No, let's talk about manga and anime. Mm-hmm. We read it right to left. Yes. Is that the way they read it as well? Do they, like, the, do the Japanese read it right to left as well? Yes. Um, they read it the same form. I'm just making sure. Yeah. That's correct. So, with that being said, you guys seem to, like, I've known, you were like, you guys like to read it and it's, like, watching it in its actual content. Mm-hmm. Meaning, like, you prefer Japanese voices. Oh, over, yeah. Japanese voice over acting, definitely. your Funimation voices. Can you tell yeah. me why? Um, <laughs> it's, one, a lot of the times it's less cheesy. Mm-hmm. Definitely less cheesy, especially in the case of Sailor Moon and Dragon Ball. <laughs> but it's also, you get a better sense of the story in its true form and how it was originally meant to be told mm-hmm. instead of this dub with a voice cast that might not be true to what the character is supposed to be. Yeah, because uh, we actually talked about it because like, I do watch some dub and not One Piece anymore. That's that's for the birds. <laughs> but yeah. uh we said that at Funimation, what they actually do is, like, when they see a word, they go, like, yo, can we change this word? Yeah. Because that's how we feel. Yeah, and they, and they do try, and I, I will give them that they do try to adapt it more to fit an American audience and what we're used to instead of just as written with Japanese culture and different things that we might not stand about it. Mm-hmm. Um, like, but especially with some of the voice acting, um... There's a character named, uh, it's Usagi's best friend. Her name's Naru, and she's got red hair. And she's just this cute little Japanese girl. But in the English dub, they change her name to Molly, and she has this, like, horrible Boston accent. And there's no explanations. I mean, it's in Tokyo. Like, why does she have a Boston accent that she has? Oh, yeah. It's horrible. (laughs) I haven't listened much to the... to the new because they redubbed it when they oh, released so it oh, okay, that makes um, sense. a few years ago, and I haven't listened much to that voice cast. But I've I've watched like previews, and it's a lot better. Like Usagi's voice is a lot better. Luna's voice, Luna's not. Luna is that her black cat. Okay, yeah, Luna, I remember the cat. Black she cat. Uh, she has a British accent in the mm. original English dub. No clue why. <laughs> just because. Just they, for some depth, I guess. They were understaffed back then. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, wasn't great. <laughs> but yeah, that, that's, that is part of the reason why I like to listen to Japanese <laughs> to actual voice acting. Yeah. Yes, because, but I will admit, some of them, I can't picture their voice. Uh, like, when it comes to, like, Dragon Ball, mm-hmm. like, I picture the Japanese voice. When I pictured uh, One Piece, it was an English voice. Mm. Like, and when I heard both, I've heard both, and I'm like, I can picture it. I'm going to watch the Japanese voice. I avoid the One Piece dub like the plague. He's made me watch some to see how cringy it is. But, like, I even the other day, I've been, because I haven't, 
I will admit, I have not watched all of Dragon Ball Z. I've watched oh, all of Dragon Ball. Uh, oh, I'm see. actually on episode, like, 110 right now of Z. I watched a bunch of it as a kid on Toonami, and that's where I fell in love with it, but as far as certain, like, the Android... Android Saga? Uh, yeah, Android Saga, Cell Saga. Nothing. I don't know any of it. Really? I saw Frieza, Boo, and the Cyan Arc. What me and my dad actually suffered, like, because we used to watch it all the time, mm-hmm. they would get to the Cell games every time, mm-hmm. and then restart. Yep. That's probably all they had the <laughs> licensing for. <laughs> like, we would just restart. Every fucking time it would piss us off, and then like when you heard about Kid Boo, and you're like, "Oh, Kid Boo, who the hell is this? What, yeah, <laughs> what is this?" And then there's like this huge time gap of like, "Wait, what happened to everybody?" Okay, I'm just gonna go with it. Yeah, but uh, but Dragon, because like once you once you finish it all, you'll have the right to call it just Dragon Ball. Yeah, because yeah, because like. I just had this thing when I say, uh, like, they said, well, I'm going to watch Dragon Ball. I'm like, oh, so you're going to watch Dragon Ball? I'm like, no, we're going to watch Dragon Ball Z. I'm like, oh, so you're one of those. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we like, actually, Alex and I generally, I, I will say Dragon Ball, and then if I'm talking about, like, pulling it out, I'll say, like, the Orange Bricks. <laughs> yeah. Calling him. I mean, because I don't know what made me think of it, but after I've watched all of it, I said, well, I figured I might as well just call it all Dragon Ball. Cause yeah, because I mean it is. Characters. That's it, Z is a thing that they did in America. Like they cha- they added the Z, right? Yeah, that's only an American thing. It's only called Dragon Ball Z in America. Hmm. Seeing how we're on Dragon Ball right now, we're gonna go away from it because that's for another podcast with Alex Sutton, and I'm pretty sure he has a well, lot of the, oh, a win moments. The the reason that we got to it. uh was what I was going to say is I've been watching it mm-hmm. on the Orange Bricks and at the beginning of them, I think it was like season, season air quotes, four, they, uh, there's a trailer for the Alabasta arc of One Piece. Oh. And the second it came up, I scrambled for the PlayStation controller and I was like, no, I don't want to hear the dub. Really? Like, I avoid it like the plague. I don't want those characters. Like, they are, because I watched up to the, like, partway through Fishman Island, like, all of the oh, anime, wow. and then it got to the point where I was like, the animation isn't so great, and this is taking forever, and he owns all the manga, so I just started reading the manga. But even now, when I read the manga, I hear their Japanese voices. Yeah. But That's like, all I hear, and so I just, I don't want to hear what the English dub sounds like. I mean, uh, with another series, I know some of you guys in this room might actually dread and say that that person can put a bullet to that manga, but... Oh, dear. <laughs> Hunter Hunters. I've never... <laughs> His uh, Jap- uh, Gon's Japanese voice is what I hear. That fits that Ooh. character. I've heard his English voice. I'm like, no, that's bullshit. I might enlighten you on this. Um, what is the manga guy's name for Hunter Hunter? I can't huh? ever remember. Tagashi. Do you know that Tagashi is married to Naoko Takeuchi, right? Who the hell is that? The mangaka for Sailor Moon. Really? They're married. Yeah, they have kids <laughs> I, together. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yep. Well then, that's a <laughs> pretty cool. Only reason I love uh, Tagashi is because of Yu Yu Hakusho and like said. Same, I love that show growing <laughs> up. I don't really. I want to go back and watch the Japanese dub of that show because all I have in my head is the horrible English dub. When at the, at the time it was so cool, but now I, I'm like, I hear in my head, I hear her going, Yusuke. <laughs> it's just like, oh no, like it just it ruins it. Yeah, but I feel like. I'm sorry, Thomas. <laughs> I don't oh, like the English stuff. But how do you feel about authors that go on long hike like Tagashi did? Um, 
I mean, if they need to take a break, they need to take a break. Not no four-year break, though. <laughs> I mean, life happens. I know he's got kids. But at the same time, I know in Japan, work ethic is a very important thing to them. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, poor Oda, like, will mm-hmm. take a week off every, like, couple of months and go home and see his wife and his daughter. <laughs> so I just kind of, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how I feel when there's someone like Oda who is working his ass off constantly then there's other mangaka that are just I mean, like, eh, I'm going to take a break, whatever, I'll get to it when I get to it. It's just, I think it's really not fair to the fans. I mean, I think the difference is, like, we get we had Tagashi takes a four-year mm-hmm. break compared to Oda, who does four chapters in one week. Yeah. And so, it's like, you can take a break then. Yeah. Because you're going to come back next, are you like, I know you got the next drawing. I know you, <laughs> I know already you started it. it. I mean, he's got binders full of I think it's his next three or four arcs, like what he has planned out, and he has sketches, and character sketches, and all sorts of, like, he has things planned out to a T of what he's going to do. Okay. And he's, I, I think he's kind of got his own personal schedule of when he wants to release things and how he wants to get it done. Mm-hmm. Now, Which I respect. I know we have a Nintendo Switch game played in the back. I know, it's so distracting. <laughs> <laughs> I know we have a Nintendo Switch, but I mean, it's a great game. What do you love about the Nintendo Switch Row? Right now? Yeah. I'm loving Mario Kart. <laughs> Mario Kart. Which, I guess, isn't really a fair judge of it, because it was on Wii U, and we had it on Wii U, and Alex and I used to play it like crazy. Well, that's what that's the point of it, is because like, when people say, well, you're just getting the same shit. You're just well, you get all the extra content, and they added no, the Inkling Girl and the Inkling Boy. But, and, I'm sorry. But, no, you're fine, you're fine, you're fine. You, you have your point. This, we're about to enter an A-Way moment, or we just give a hot take about it. People say that when we buy games that have numbers like Tekken 7 mm-hmm. or Legend of Zelda or Mario yeah. or Final Fantasy, it's like, well, you're just buying the same IP. And then you ask them what they're playing. They're playing 2K, yeah. Call of Duty. That is. <laughs> Madden. So it's like, yeah. <laughs> and what you have to tell those people is that when you're playing that, I can just tell you one thing. You can just buy DLC single new game for NBA because mm-hmm. like what you can give it all you're doing is paying for a roster update yep well the loops on the cart and stuff like that. it's just it's cool and it t- completely changes the tracks and how they function compared to the other games mm-hmm. so I mean it, it happens sometimes I thought something was going wrong with my computer oh, but it's okay. <laughs> never mind uh but like I said, I'm not knocking those people that play Call of Duty or Madden all the time. I mean, if you enjoy it, you enjoy yeah, like it. You enjoy it, it, but don't the same shit. The same IP, yeah. IP, because at the end of the day, if your game is the best game, they don't care about any of your bad games because you have the best game. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying that they have any bad games. I'm saying, like, you have the best game. Yeah, and I feel like <laughs> it, there's something to be said for games that it takes years. They work on the sequel for years. Whereas with, like, 2K, I mean, there's a new one every year. There's a new Call of Duty every year. There's a new Battlefield every year. There's a new Ghost Recon or a new WWE. Like, they just, they come out with one every single year. So how much better, truly how much better is that game going to be than the one you just had other I mean, than the roster update? I mean, like people say, I mean, like I said, people say as well, it's different gameplay. Like, because characters, like, people get better. So we get that. I'm like, but the problem is that you can just get an update. For that, yeah, like that's why we have the PlayStation Four and the Xbox One 
to be able to update. They're pretty much supposed to be like computers, so it's not going to cost them that much, but seeing how marketing is, like, oh, we'll just give you the new game. Because yeah. eventually, they're going to cut off your server, so you might as well buy the new game, <laughs> which is really sad. Yeah. <laughs> I, have, mm, I have opinions about stuff like this, so I'll keep to myself. Okay, let's go. <laughs> I, no, we're, we're... I just, I, I don't... I've always had an issue with that, and, like, when you see the way that over the course of, like, six months, those games will drop in value so much to where, you know, you go in and you want to get a, the new game and you trade an old one and it's worth, like, a dollar. Like, mm-hmm. it's just, I, I just, I don't know. I think that it's, I mean, no. it's it's a good marketing scheme and business scheme for them, but I just, I feel like people buy into it a lot. Now, how do you feel about games that are marketed higher than what they should be? Like, games that are really built up and they really aren't that great? Uh, let's say, prime example, near Automata. Automata. It doesn't matter how you say it. I yeah, think I, people, I don't know how you say it. But um, <laughs> people say that it's a great game, but it shouldn't be 60 bucks. Well, I've heard that it's got a lot of... I, I haven't played it myself, but I've heard that it's got a lot of glitches. Oh, I haven't, I'm playing it right now, and I haven't seen any glitches any so glitches? far. Well, I don't... Are you, what are you playing it on? PS4. See, I, I know that PS, or PC has a lot of issues with running it, and I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know much about it. There are a lot of games that will come out that will, they know, they'll have marketing for it, but they know that it's not a $60 game, and it'll be like forty nine ninety nine or thirty nine ninety nine. Hmm. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if it is worth $60 or not. I haven't played it. I haven't seen much gameplay. Oh no! I'm just talking about in general, like where games. In shouldn't general, be, yeah, like some games you go like that shouldn't be sixty until dawn shouldn't have been sixty bucks. And it's a really good game though. I really love that game though. <laughs> I, love I came game. really close to platinuming that game. <laughs> Hash, hashtag to this girl for having a fucking perfect ending. How you did? I don't know. Um, <laughs> I don't I che- want to know. Uh, did I cheat? No, I didn't cheat. <laughs> I didn't cheat. I cheated on Heavy Rain. When I played Heavy Rain, I cheated. <laughs> How can you cheat on a game that has multiple endings? You look up guides. You look up guides and you know what to choose to do so your characters don't die. <laughs> I did not cheat on Until Dawn, though. Um, I did... Well, actually, no, that's... I take that back. I did cheat. I did cheat. I, I did cheat once at the very end when you're in the house. I, yeah. yeah. I, I went back. I restarted the PS4. I don't know. I think two or three times because I would do something wrong and I would get attacked and I'd be like, nope. <laughs> I would go back to that same point and redo that mission. So I would get that because I mean it's so close to the end, and if you even slightly screw it up, like literally everybody dies. Yeah, everybody like, dies, and it's just like I've worked so hard. Yeah. <laughs> so I, w- I did cheat on that. You're right. I, I did. mean, <laughs> for all y'all know, Until Dawn was the scary game that had a re- actually a really good cat in it. Oh, it was a great cat. <laughs> Remy Malik is a great actor. Isn't, I love him. Uh, Hayden. Hayden Panettiere. Oh yep. God, I need to marry that girl someday. I don't know. <laughs> Moving right along. <laughs> what? Because, like, we're still in anime. What is your favorite Miyazaki movie? People who don't know what Miyazaki movies are, they're pretty much your. If you grew, wa- grew up watching Kiki's Delivery Service or Spirited, Spirited Away. Away or My Neighbor Totoro, those are Miyazaki movies. Or Ghibli Studios. Yeah. Well, not all Ghibli movies. They're not all Ghibli movies? No. Um, There's Takahata, and then there's a couple other 
directors that have done like one or two movies. I know that Miyazaki, Hayao Miyazaki's son, Goro, actually. Oh, it's called, probably talking about the whole franchise. Oh, okay. I okay. thought you were talking about like, yeah. No, 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 no Ghibli no. Studios has like multiple directors. Takahata oh, yeah. was one of them um, that was really prolific. But Miyazaki is part of that, right? Miyazaki were kind of rivals, right? Yeah. <laughs> I was, I was double checking so he didn't turn around and be like, no, you're wrong. You're wrong. Um, they were kind of rivals and he worked. Miyazaki worked under him until, like, he became such a popular okay. director. Question but, time. Sorry. Um, <laughs> probably Spirited Away. I watched that movie too many times as a kid, and I feel like that's not fair because I have a Totoro tattoo on my leg. But <laughs> okay, we'll but about, Spirited Away. I just recently watched that movie, like for the first time again. Oh, okay. Again. I was like, <laughs> what, <laughs> Harry? Um, I know, right? I'm a big manga nerd. Anyway, but, you know, uh, that movie is really, I don't know, from a guy's perspective, it seemed very disturbing. It is. It is actually really disturbing. And as an adult, like, going back and watching it and not just in, with, like, an open, fresh mind and not just in the this is that movie that I loved when I was a kid... It is really disturbing, and I believe Miyazaki has said that there's lots of themes of, like, child sex workers and stuff in that. In Yes. Yeah. And, and, I mean, the movie was always creepy and unsettling, especially in the fact that this little girl is, like, off in this weird world that she doesn't understand, and there's this creepy, angry, basically mobster lady that is making her work in her bathhouse for a living and is threatening to kill her, essentially. Mm. It's just... It, it's... A really, really unsettling movie. And, like, I feel like... What's her name? I don't... Chihiro? Chihiro? But what do they... Like, she gets... Sin? It is Sin. Sin, yeah. It's still Sin in Japanese. I wasn't too sure. Uh, I think the Japanese title is something like Chihiro to Sin... Something. Mm. Basically, Shoot. I'd have to look it up. Uh, But Sin, that's just crazy that... It seems to be a story of her not just trying to find herself, but she's also trying to grow up abruptly. Yeah, and it definitely is a coming-of-age story. Um, it's Sin Chihiro no Kamakakushi. Okay. That's the Japanese title. Well, like I said, Spirit Away, in that sense, it's like, I don't think I've ever seen anything like it, besides, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like, where that person has to grow up so fast Mm -hmm. and is forced to do so many scary things for a little kid yeah like or or even like uh the black mask guy i can't ever think of his name no face no face man he was kind of disturbing but like when you see but like (laughs) it made what what was it about the hotel that made him go crazy um i've read fan theories on this but i think it's um It was the the greediness. It was something to do with the greediness of the people around him. Greediness and that made yeah. him affected him. He, the the bathhouse basically, the atmosphere of the bathhouse poisoned him and made him take on the personalities of all the people that were there, and all the corruptness. I guess Encur- like it was encouraging him to be bad. Yeah, I mean like the way that everybody was bowing down to him because he started producing this gold him, and it was it's like bow down to no face. I can hear the guy 
God, is it Norm from Cheers? Is that who voices him? Oh, wow. I can't remember anybody. Like, I can hear the Cheers. guy in the English dub, um, like, saying that. And it, it's just, like, everybody suddenly was, what are you guys say, laughing at? Are you laughing at me? Yeah, Thomas? <laughs> Cheers. Well, am I right? Cheers. Am I right, though? Isn't that who voices him? Yeah. No, John Ratzenberg? Is he in, on Cheers? Did I make that up? Okay. Okay, cool. Not a bad 90s baby. Okay. Um, but like, the way that everybody was so excited and greedy about the fact that there was this mystical creature that was providing all this gold and they would do anything for him, I think that also added on to him becoming more corrupt and then he became more gluttonous and engorged as they kept feeding him all this food. And it eventually got to the point where he was just this disgusting monster. And as after she gave him the, you're still smiling. Oh, oh shit. Uh, <laughs> the the little what was it? The medicine, the, the little medicine. ball. Yeah, yeah. She, when she gives it to him, and she's ushering him out of the bathhouse. Essentially, he starts like throwing up all the bad stuff and all the things that he was greedy with. And then he's just this little like shell of a little ghost man, and he's just like, Ugh. yeah. Next to Sailor Moon, hmm. there's a lot. More oh yeah. Too. Oh yeah, I watched. A, I used to watch that movie constantly <laughs> as yeah. a kid. Because like, as we enter a realm where feminism is becoming more prominent, thanks to Susan B. Anthony and uh, Elizabeth Stanton and Rosa Parks, of course. Yeah, we seem to in literature. It seems like there's a further movement towards feminists or like women coming into heroic roles. Yeah, and it's. Becoming cool to see it. now. I just wonder if there's going to start being a balance, where because like right now it seems that if you look at the Hunger Games, mm-hmm. you got Katniss, Divergent, you have Beatrice, and then you look at your comic book hero, Wonder Woman. Who's, mm-hmm. who's I'm ready to see myself. Oh, it comes out that movie comes out the same day as Tekken Seven. <laughs> I'm so excited! Like I'm gonna, I feel like I'm going to have like a panic attack and a heart attack all at once. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be great. I think, but. I feel like that right that there was like some icons for little girls. Yeah. During that it time. is it is great for little girls to have strong female characters to look yeah. up to. Now, if you let's say you had a niece or nephew, would you show them Spirited Away? Oh yeah. But I think I would show it to any well, not any little kid. It would depend on the age. I wouldn't want let's to, say I wouldn't want to scar the kid. No, if we're talking like in the future when I have children, absolutely, yes. absolutely, one hundred percent. I I would have to gauge it on how they handle things that are of a little more dark nature, and mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't want to like scar my child, but I would definitely, I would definitely show my children that movie. Mm-hmm. Because at the end, with the overall outcome, correct me if I'm wrong, is that she she is able to escape the spirit world. Yeah, and like there's something about that as well as that going to another place and finding yourself which is kind of cool so you can come back to the real world mm-hmm. as a better person we see it in Chronicles of Narnia we see it in Harry Potter and you can say Lord of the Rings with the hobbits going to off and then coming back oh yeah so, yeah definitely I would say that so I kind of wonder what did you think happened after Spirit Away? What did it happen after she left? Yeah. What do you think happened? I mean, I honestly think that she just went on to her new school and well, okay. Here's here's one thing. If you 
And this this delves into the fan theory realm of it. Oh, fun. If you notice the in the beginning, whenever her and her parents are pulling up in their car, when they get lost trying to find their new house and they pull up in the car, the statue, like the little the shrine and all that stuff and the the tunnel that they go through, it looks clean. It looks like swept and like people have been there. Mm-hmm. Um, but when they come back out at the end and get back in their car, there's moss everywhere. Everything's overgrown. There's like plants and stuff, like limbs all over their car. And it's just kind of like, it seems like a lot more time has passed than like a few weeks of her being at the bathhouse. Oh, really? Even though they haven't aged, it seems like more time has passed than that. Hmm. So it's, it's a little creepy, but in, in the sense of the character, I think that it was more of a coming of age story because she's pouty and she's upset that she's having to move and go to it's scary and she doesn't want to make new friends she likes her old friends i, I think it's and I think about her growing up like she she's whining about having to go someplace new and she's suddenly thrust into this scary new world completely on her own mm-hmm. i mean i think that has, that is how the real world is though. like let's say you're yeah. moving, moving to chicago or to new york for the first time by yourself mm-hmm. and you don't know what to expect Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, mean, that sounds terrifying. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, seriously. Or Tokyo, just moving somewhere that you're, you've never, yeah. you're not accustomed to. So, for her to adjust in the sense of, like, well, I, I like, it seemed like she said, like, I, I want to work. I just want to go ahead and work. Yeah. So, I think it's encouraging that kids are able to relate to a character, like, where if something bad were to happen, mm-hmm. they had to adjust. The only way you can say it is in the comic relief that we had that wasn't Home Alone. Like, cause like, oh, you're, yeah. Because you're like Home Alone. You don't know exactly what's going to occur. Yeah. No, it's definitely <laughs> not as drastic as the culture shock of the spirit <laughs> yeah. realm where yeah. people are afraid of you or think you smell bad and no, want to eat you. <laughs> no, was she your favorite character in that? Um, As a kid, yes. Although I really liked Haku. Uh, as an adult, Komaji is probably my favorite character in that movie. Okay. The yeah. Boiler Man. The Boiler Man? Yes. Uh-huh. Cool, cool, I really cool. love Komaji. He makes me happy. <laughs> yeah, you said, like, that's the second close, that's the first close next to my neighbor Totoro. Why? Um, <laughs> something about... Imaginary friend helping you out? Yes. That, and it's just, it's just a very magical movie and a very innocent and childlike movie. Mm-hmm. And I think that uh, May and Sasuke are just adorable little girls and it just watching that movie makes me happy it just makes me happy and giggly and smiling it's just like oh this is so cute and just the feelings really yeah that's how well, i feel well you said i've only seen it once you've only seen it once yes. oh man fix that <laughs> fix that it's so good i, I can't fix that <laughs> i can't fix that one but um that movie is like how you saw it and like you see this i guess you want to call him a cat cat bus nickelba is that what it is the the bus that they ride in yeah yeah the Nekoba. yeah what is Totoro Totoro oh Totoro um he's a woodlander like mm-hmm. a, a, a I don't want to say what are they called Dru- druids are they the woodland ones he's not really a druid he's like a just a forest spirit really mm-hmm. um because I mean he comes and he helps them at night and he helps their plants grow and stuff. So I mean, it's it's clear he has magical powers that relate to plants. He looks. I've had people look at my tattoo and say it looks like a rat. Uh, say he looks like a squirrel, 
He he's just like a general, very large rodent-looking creature. Hmm. But I don't really think he's anything in particular. Oh, so J- he's just a mystical creature. <laughs> well, I thought he was something. I mean, maybe maybe I don't know the lore, and maybe there is a in Japanese lore there is a creature that is like Totoro. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, that would actually be something I'd be interested in researching. Yeah, you're gonna have to give back give me some feedback on that, or I can look <laughs> it up myself. But I thought I'm surprised you didn't say Castle in the Sky. <laughs> I only the first time I saw Castle in the Sky was a year and a half ago when Alex got it for me for Christmas. I'd oh. never seen it before. Oh, really? I did really really enjoy it. I thought it was a great <laughs> movie, um, but I haven't. I don't have as much of an attachment to it's it a, as I do those two movies. Yeah. Because like, I guess we all had. I don't know. I didn't. I guess. Some people always have, like, an imaginary friend that they can play with. Just, <laughs> I mean, seriously. No, yeah, I didn't. Like I said, there's nothing wrong with that. But I think that the ability to, because, like, their their mom was sick. Yeah, their mom's in the hospital. And it's it seems to be, during stressful moments, the best escapism is in... Like imagination. Yeah. I, I, I'd say definitely a theme in the movie. Um, and how whenever... It's not really revealed as to whether or not their mom gets better. You just assume she does. You assume yeah. that she gets better at the end. Yeah. Because everything is has this happy ending. And they go and see her. And they're watching her from the tree. And it's... It's happy. Whereas... <laughs> It could be that there was, like, she took a turn for worse. But it's more the imagination of, mm-hmm. Well, uh, you're left with this happy feeling, so you assume everything turns out happy. Yeah. I wish they, were, I wish they would dive more into it, because I feel like they found the girl at the end. Spoiler, but... <laughs> um, there's actually... May, there's some short film that he did for the Ghibli Museum. I think for the Ghibli Museum, that's, like, May's adventure or something like that and it's a it's a basically a little like short film of the littlest sister oh really yeah I'm, i would love to watch it there's a couple of short films that i would love to be able to go and search out like there's a um, one that he worked on called uh panda go panda or panda go panda that i've wanted to try and find torrents of um it's one about a caterpillar i can't remember what it's called but they're just, they're almost impossible to find in America. I mean, and it, I mean, it sucks. I would love to watch them. I mean, just just getting the Miyazaki movies and, I mean, like, just the Ghibli Studios, like, that whole pack got it online, it's like $300 or something. Yeah, and I'm I not can't. sure if that's a, a, a bootleg or not. I don't know. Do you guys have most of them? Or? We have all the, we have all the Miyazaki movies now, right? Yeah. He, he got me the last one for Christmas, and we have several Takahata movies. I've actually only, the only Takahata movie I've seen is Crazy with Fireflies, <laughs> and so and I think both of us it was both of our first Takahata movie, and we I'm about to sneeze. Hang on, you're fine. <laughs> you're about to sneeze. So <coughs> your first Miyazaki movies. Oh um, what's up? Well, you need a break. Well, go take a piss then. <laughs> we'll let it talk Tom, Thomas out. Adams is in the background taking a piss, guys. We don't really care. You're going to edit that. Out. No, I'm not going to edit that. Oh out. <laughs> we're going to keep it. He's we're not going to be able to hear him. I mean, um, who cares? <laughs> he's not like in the kitchen with us. He went to his bathroom. I mean, actually, um, the other day, someone said, like, 
I was on doing the Google, mm-hmm. and like I just kept talking. And so I looked over, and he said, "Be right back. I got to use the restroom." I'm like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> well, I'll just keep talking while I wait. But yeah, it was both of our first Takahata movie, and we were traumatized by it. And so we haven't watched any other ones that we have on Blu-ray because we're just like, oh, it's soul crushing. <laughs> I don't know if I can do this again. Oh, yeah, but um, my favorite of them all. Because I watch it multiple times. Might be Kiki's Delivery Service. I love Kiki. And that's probably, honestly, almost tied with Totoro. That, it's probably a three-way tie for Totoro, Kiki, and Howl's Moving Castle. Because that movie is truly a girl going away on by her herself own. on her mm-hmm. own to discover the big world. And, like, I, so feel, I, I feel like I, I could do that. Just go to New York by myself. Just ride the subway like a normal New Yorkian. Yankee. It's <laughs> the... Every time I watch that movie, at the the part at the end where she's on the little street sweeper broom, and she's trying so hard to be able to fly again, and she just goes fly, and she just whoosh, oh god, I get goosebumps yeah, every yeah. time. If I if I'm really into it, I'll cry, and I've seen that movie I don't know how many times. <laughs> it's just it's so good. It's such a good empowering movie for a little kid. Oh yeah, yeah, just being able to or anyone like have. Have you ever read a book or played a game where you revisit it? Maybe not like your everyday Sunday game, but like your like every few years you revisit something. Um, I have games like that. Is it that? What yes. Um, Jack and Daxter and the Precursor Legacy. As everybody's game. excited for Jack and Daxter Part I've heard four. that that's a rumor, and that it's not, <laughs> they're just repackaging the first, the original games oh. for PS4. I know. Come on, IGN, get your shit together. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I hope it's real. I that would make me so happy. But um, also, Rage and Spyro Three: Year of the Dragon. Those are two of my favorite games of all time, and I absolutely despise Skylanders. I think they are why. Oh my god, they are garbage. They are the trash of the game industry. They're, oh. But you're okay with Amiibos. That's different. They're collector's uh, items. Uh, no, no, they're, they're, no, no. They are collector's no, items. Whereas the Skylanders, it's like a di- they come out with a new game every year, and it's like different, it's the same characters, but different versions of them. But that's not, that's not my problem with Skylanders. My problem with Skylanders is they took one of my favorite game franchises of all time, and they took the main character, and they completely wrecked it and turned it into this gimmick for little kids. <laughs> And the shit all over him and his story, and then just threw him aside. Like Spyro's not even in the games anymore. Yeah, he's not even in the games. And it's it's, but they're still Spyro games, and they still own that p- property. But they won't do anything with Spyro. And it, <laughs> oh my god, it makes me so angry. I want those games. Like I, I would just be happy if they did an HD re-release of the first three games. Like I that would. I'm gonna be honest with you. I couldn't stand any of the Spyro. Oh my god, I love them. I love Spyro, them so much. That shit got on my nerves so much. God, they're so good. <laughs> Games like like, and I'm super excited for the Crash Bandicoot games. That are, I know. can, I really don't care for Crash. What? You're, <laughs> yes. you, okay, so you like Jack and Daxter, but you don't like Crash and you don't like Spyro. Yeah. Get out of my apartment, dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jack and Daxter was fun. I only played the third one. You only played the third one? Yeah. Ah, oh, dude, what? <laughs> best. No, I didn't have the money at the time. I was oh, a okay. kid. Well, you, still... dude, you need to get the HD collection. Like, it's Awesome. Actually, I have respect that was my first it. platinum trophy, actually. Platinum trophy, that yeah, one. The uh, Jack Dexter and the Precursor Legacy. The but no, one. I like Crash Bandicoot the first one, but like after that, and when like that game, I guess it deserves a remake for people that enjoy it. Nothing wrong with it. 
But Spyro, you're gonna have to sell me a little more than just, just flying around. But fun you games. But you say, do you have a problem with Disney Infinity then? Yes. Why? It's the same thing, I, I, and I guess it's less of a problem because it's cool because they do Disney characters and they do Marvel characters, and you can collect those. And like we have, I mean, we have the Hulkbuster, Iron Man, and we have Captain America over there, like the Disney Infinity characters, because we collect Marvel action figures. Like, that I understand, but with Skylanders, it's just, it's the same thing, and then they came out with, like, the the power discs and different things, it's just, it's more things to sell parents to their little kids. Yeah. Doggy dog world. Yeah. It's just, <laughs> I don't so, know. So, I understand what you're saying, but, like, I know some people that just absolutely enjoy that. Yeah, so. and there are people that do, but I, I know from the times that I've there's two little girls that I used to babysit and they really like Skylanders and they tried to get me to play it with them a couple times and I was just it's just not it's not very good it's not the same it's just <laughs> I don't know maybe I need to give it more of a chance but I don't want to sink that much money into something that is kind of a dying franchise a dying media yeah because that franchise is about to yeah fade out which I'm hoping means I'll get to have a my Spyro back, but we'll your, see. Your Spyro back? Oh, maybe. Maybe. It might not happen. Um, comic book time. Comic book time. Aoi moments. I like the phrase Aoi now. It's just those moments like where you can just talk and just go in and not realize what you're talking about until you come back full circle. What is your favorite comic book hero? Uh, In DC or Marvel? Wonder Woman. Wonder but Woman? currently, my favorite comic book run is the Superman run that's going on right now. What is that? Enlighten me. Um, well, I'm going to completely screw it up, cause, and he's leaving, so my <laughs> my little dictionary. He's mad. He's going to take her out. I'm sorry. Oh, he's fine. <laughs> no, he's fine. Um, uh, it's... <sighs> I think it was during Convergence... When Superman lost his powers, and this is a Superman from a different timeline, basically. Because like, like what I learned last time from Alex is that different runs, different time, different yeah. character. Yeah, basically, and he ends up in this timeline with his Lois, and at one point he didn't have powers, and because he didn't have his powers, he and Lois conceived a child, and they had their son John, and so basically the Superman run right now is about Superman. And Lois adjusting to life in this universe where they don't really, they aren't supposed to be there. Mm -hmm. And then their son John is with them and he's discovering, he's, I think it's like nine, eight or nine. He's discovering that he has Kryptonian powers too. And so it's kind of Superman taking him under his wing and raising his son, but also helping him do his powers. But there's lots of really slice of life family moments with them that are comedic and they're just, they're great. And I adore them. I did, I, I love that comic run. It just makes me happy. For people that don't know what slice of life, it's just like your everyday life kind of game or move or life. life like a view world. of into someone's everyday life. And yeah. Nietzsche, Sorry. And like, <laughs> I was probably going to say fruits basket actually. <laughs> um, but I really like that run. But I love Wonder Woman. She's one of my favorite characters. Wonder Woman. Yeah. Now, when we look at the lore behind them, the DC characters. Because, like, I've said this, like, I learned this, is that when you look at any literature, everything surfaces back 
to Greek mythology, um, Shakespeare, or the Bible. Um, now, no, just like, not all three together. No, I'm just, I'm, I'm not sure I would 100% agree with that, but I, a lot of it, yeah. Yeah, like, mo- most of it. I'm not yeah. saying all of it, but like, when it comes to the DC universe, it seems to be a lot of mythology based off Greeks. Greek oh, gods. Oh, yeah. Well, especially, especially Diana. I mean, now, all of her. Artemis? That's what I get from her. Um, I know she's the daughter of Zeus, but yeah, and Artemis. <sighs> she she's not tech. She is. I'm, I'm behind a few issues, and they're working on changing her backstory completely to combine the two timelines. But um, in the New Fifty Two, she was the daughter of Zeus. Originally, she was made out of clay, and Zeus brought her to life for Hippolyta. Um, and then there's also, there's an Earth One story that is written by Grant Morrison that I really like, and I can't wait for the next volume of it to come out. But uh, in that version, she thinks she's made from clay, and she finds out that her mother actually slept with Hercules before killing him. Oh, really? Yes. Or, well, I guess he might have been, he would have been Heracles, but, um, so she's the daughter of Heracles. Uh, so it's just, it, it definitely, mythology is... There's nothing Part wrong with that. There's no, nothing wrong no, with no, that. no, 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 no. And I love, I love Greek mythology. It's great. Um, and then there, there, I mean, there's other parts like the Amazons, and then um, she kills uh, the god of war in New Fifty Two and becomes the war herself. And she's dealing with Apollo and Hera and all the other Greek gods, and as they fight over Olympus, like. It's a great. I don't know if you've read any of the New Fifty Two, and it's great. Especially I'm currently reading the New Fifty Two. Oh, sorry, did I spoil something for you? A lot, but you're good. How far in are you? Uh, like three or four issues. Uh, what, dude? <laughs> you should have. You should have led with that. Well, you're close to what I said. Okay. So. Okay. Sorry. You're fine. Uh, like, how many issues are in it? As I am currently reading. Fifty two. There's 50. <laughs> so when they said New Fifty Two, it's really fifty two. Yeah. Well, that's not. I don't think that's what they originally intended. But they decided once they decided they were going to do rebirth that let everything finish up to fifty two, everything that was the original runs that started the new fifty two. Mm. They all ended with fifty two issues, I believe. Alex as he shakes his head. <laughs> as Alex shakes his head, playing Mario Kart. But um, what are your expectations for this movie? I know I've said it. I'm going to continue to say it. This movie's not good. I'm not watching Justice League. It's, uh, this movie is going to be good, and it is going to be her original, her, I think it'll be her original backstory. I think she's going to be made of clay, especially, I mean, Am- Amazons don't age. Um, she's pretty much a goddess. Well, yeah, but they, they don't age in general. They're not human. Um, I mean, they do age. It's just not the same as humans, um, which, I mean, is obvious when BBS is set in our timeline, mm-hmm. and then this is going to be set during World War Two. but I, I think it's going to tell some stories of back whenever she was created and she was fighting Nazis. Mm-hmm. So I think that's exciting. I am a little sad that they're introducing Street Trevor into this movie. And is that Christopher Hunt? Yeah, that's Chris Pine's character, and okay. he's her main love interest throughout the comics, and I mean, obviously, if he's there during World War Two, he's not going to be alive in current day unless he's going to be like a withery old man, so I'm, I'm a little sad about that, but at least I'll get one movie. Yeah, because I I remember they showed the picture in BVS, or is it SVP? BVS. BVS, I don't know. (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not a DC lore guy. Yikes. Okay. <laughs> but um, when they showed him, I was like, well, I guess. I said, what the hell is Christopher Pine doing in this shit? He's not even in the fucking movie. Nope. He's, <laughs> he's, uh, he's going to be Steve Trevor. And I'm, I'm really excited. I think it's. You're really excited for it. Because I'm surprised you. I guess a lot of women or girls can identify with Wonder Woman more than they could Scarlet Witch or Black Widow. Um, Is that true? Well, yeah, hmm. yes, but I, it would depend on the case. I thought he was signing me. Um, like the 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 case, because I mean, orphans and. You know, like, Black Widow was raised in, like, under the pressure of having to be successful and become this weapon. So, I guess it would depend on what kind of circumstances a kid, a little girl is raised in. But I think that Wonder Woman is just this symbol of hope and strength and power, and she empowers little girls instead of... Yeah, because empowering a woman, and like I said... This, like, this is an exclusive, like, when it comes to DC, besides one Frank Miller Batman comic that I read, the New 52 is the first DC shit I've ever read. Oh. <laughs> like, so, like, anything. I mean, that's where I started, too. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, like, she's the first actual character I've read. Mm. So, because I was like, well, I could read Batman, but that's just too cliche. I mean, Batman, Batman and Wonder Woman are where I started, actually. Really? Whenever I started reading New 52. I didn't finish Batman. I read the first, like, I think the first three volumes of uh, the New 52 run, and then I stopped after that. But, um, I mean, it's a good run. I, mm. I think just about, well, not anywhere, but a lot of the main characters' stories in New 52, if you started with them, that would be a good place to start. I mean, like... I'm glad that anybody that I brought on here has always faded away from away from the main character. Because, like, we can just say the ultimate alien in Superman is everyone's favorite. Mm-hmm. Kind of, sort of. Who, it all depends on who you're talking about. But it's like, he's there, he's God, and then let's just, let's let's move away. There's got to be someone. I mean, he's not, uh, he's not as overpowered as a lot of people think he is. He is very strong, but there are plenty of other characters in the DC universe that could take him in a fight. Mm-hmm. How did you feel? I liked it. I am not as jaded in it as other people that I know. <laughs> um, but I also am biased because I was like a giddy schoolgirl during all the Wonder Woman scenes. Like I was just literally bouncing in my seat, giggling, just like, oh my god, this is awesome. It's Wonder <laughs> Woman in a movie and she's kicking ass. This is great. Yeah. But... Um, I mean, it wasn't bad. I do like, I like the cast. I like the casting. Um. Because, like, <laughs> I, mean, like I think some people hated, hate uh, BVS for, like, the people that are playing, like, The Flash, because they're not seeing The Flash from the TV show. Yeah. And I'm like, why would you want to hand them the job already? Like, yeah. hand, hand someone that's on... Well, and it's a different... I mean, there's the TV universe and the cinematic universe. But still, though, it's like people are still mad that Tom Welling didn't get the job. Oh. Don't get me started. <laughs> uh, give me... I, I, hey, boy, let's go. I mean, I don't have as much... I don't like Smallville. I watched Smallville when my parents watched it as a kid, 
and I know you have a friend who is very fond of Smallville. It is just, it's not, it's not my thing. I, I thought it was very cheesy. Alex likes it. I just, I never really got into it, and I don't necessarily think Tom Welling is the greatest actor. Um, I just, I don't know. I, I, I feel like Henry Cavill is a good fit. Okay. I really I, do. I mean, like you can, I can. This is coming straight out. Everything beside the Flash, I do not like the CW whatsoever. Um, <laughs> I, I just don't like the CW. I, I feel like, uh, <laughs> Supergirl's a little too goofy, but I do like it. It's just, I don't know. It's very dramatic. Um, I'm surprised you didn't say Supergirl. Oh, I, I do. I do like Supergirl. I, I prefer PG. I prefer Power Girl. Power Girl? Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, but uh, we used to act, I used to watch Arrow, and it was good for a while, and then it just dropped off, and when it dropped off, it dropped off hard. Mm-hmm. And then we only watch it when there's crossover episodes. <laughs> yeah. And then he watches Legends of Tomorrow, and I've watched some of that with him, and it's pretty cool. Is it? I yeah. heard that it's Well, the they brought weakest. the Justice Society in, and I like the Justice Society. I heard it was the weakest one of it all. Probably, yeah. <laughs> but I like the Justice Society. <laughs> <laughs> he disagrees. Yeah. But, um, okay. but Flash, Flash is great. Flash is excellent. I love that show. Barry Allen, right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> but like, Flash to me is my Sonic in video games. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, and like, I'm saying that in a good way because like Sonic is like he just he loves chili dogs. He's really fast and like <laughs> he always does the right thing. He's a hero. So that's my flash, and like how Alex said in his the first podcast, it's like he always does the right thing. Mm-hmm. Now, can you tell me, in your opinion, why people think that DC movies suffer the most over Marvel? Well, it's hard to compare because Marvel one had such a strong base when they started, when? like the the Iron Man movies. I mean, oh, okay. When we say Marvel, we can't include X Men. No, because they're owned by different... Why are you waving your hand? What? <laughs> Hang on, you can talk. Let me assess your sister for you. Okay, what, yeah, let's go. Alex is great. Okay, okay hi, everyone. Uh, everybody, like, the when the Marvel Cinematic Universe started, it was very lukewarm. Like, Robert Downey Jr. was received really well, but the Iron Man movie wasn't. Like, it was just okay. Yeah. And then they came out with Iron Man 2, and it was just okay, too. And then, you know, you got the Captain America movie, which was critically, it was like, it's this movie's all right, you know? I fell asleep. Nobody liked the first Thor movie. I liked it. I thought it was great. I loved Thor. But then the Avengers happened, and that's when Marvel became Marvel. You know, so, are we here saying that? I'm saying that it was a good start. Like, they set up the characters, and then they cast all these big name, well, bigger name actors. Yeah, it was a good start. And, go Go away. (laughs) And then they they made this awesome team up movie, and that's where it got off. Alex just came in with an Aoi moment. Uh, yeah, Alex just <laughs> came in being Alex. I, I was waiting. We, we got started on comics, and I just keep over here and take over this. I'm surprised you get upset when I said uh, Sonic is my flash. I got upset. I was a little lost, but I was I was just kind of going with it. <laughs> yeah, but what that means? I I feel like it's a different caliber of movie though because because of the Christopher Nolan Batman movies because they had such a dark tone. Then you know he's 
producing and writing Man of Steel, and that had a darker tone. And it's just the Marvel movies are so much happier and brighter. And but, but here's where know. here's where I'm going to come to DC defense. Uh, defense. You say that they have a darker tone. People might not understand it. But when you look at the fucking logo, it says Detective Comics. So when I see those words written, I think darker tone. Yeah, and I mean, that is fair. But whenever people want to go to see a superhero movie now because of Marvel, they don't want it to be dark and brooding. They want it to have a happy ending. They want it to give them hope and make them feel good. But the problem with that is, though, when some people say their favorite character is Batman... Batman is dark, dark and brooding. All Batman dark, is is dark and brooding. Dark in that, and you've—he is the world's greatest detective. Yeah. So you expect it to be a little slower for him to investigate yeah. and figure shit out before things actually happen. So for any that movie's too dark is bullshit because that's what you're supposed to expect from. Because like honestly, some people believe. If it wasn't for Batman, then there would be no Justice League. Um, I mean, I would say I kind of agree with that, but that's because he kind of brings the Justice League together. Am I correct, Alexander? <laughs> no. No? He doesn't? No. Who brings the Justice League together? Well, here, give us a history lesson. Batman. <laughs> <I love laughs> Come back over here. Uh, well, Man- Martian Manhunter. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, you're all no? wrong. Come okay, on. I'm going to shut up. Everyone's wrong. <laughs> Everyone's wrong. Shut up and listen, Alex. Listen, Thomas is half right. Uh, Batman, Batman, Superman were not even in the Justice League originally. Uh, we have a thing over here on the wall, and it's uh, Justice League number six, and it's got Green Lantern, Green Arrow, Aquaman, Martian Manhunter, Wonder Woman, and Flash. And that was because uh, they wanted to push these characters instead of you know their two most popular characters at the time, Superman and Batman, taking them away from their own books. So they just push these other characters in. So for a long time, it was just those characters that I just mentioned. Like, those are the original seven. And like Thomas had said, the heart and soul seven. of Justice League was the, uh, I said seven. No, who's the seven? There's only six people. Oh. Original six? Yeah. Okay, I, I thought maybe you were saying seven because we were missing somebody. Continue, no, sorry. seven is just how many there is now. Yeah. How many there's been for a long time. Uh, but yeah, the heart and soul of Justice League was uh, for sure. Batman does not keep the league together. As a matter of fact, Batman... Several times. I didn't say he kept. I mean, he's kind of together. keeping tabs on everybody and losing their trust a lot. At least I'm not saying he keeps the league together, but like some, I'm saying some people say he's an MVP. Like no. Taking, uh, no, Flash is MVP. <laughs> I mean, Flash, he literally is. I mean, he dies to save everybody. Hmm. Uh, Batman's on the MVP. All the Batman movies You can't say that. <laughs> you can't. I mean, yeah. you can't say that. What was the original question? Why did you guys not make the league? Because he was asking if Batman was the. MVP. Oh, okay. <laughs> no? Okay, he's not. Thank you for setting that straight, Alex. Go back and play more Puyo Puyo Tetris. <laughs> but anyways, Detective Comics yes. are supposed to be darker. They're supposed to have a darker tone. And anyone that doesn't enjoy that needs to not like comic books. <laughs> Actually, that's another thing about the current run in DC. It's uh, not dark? No, no, no. Uh, Detective Comics. I really like the run of Detective Comics. It's awesome. It's a... I'm I'm guessing it didn't used to ever be a team book, right? No, um, he's struggling. It, it's a team book now, and it's really cool. Like uh, it's Batwoman, uh, technically Robin, <laughs> um, a Red Robin. Uh, shoot, spoiler, Orphan. 
um, Clayface and who am I forgetting? <laughs> huh? Nightwing. Well, Nightwing's not in it always. Batwing. Batwing. Yes, mm-hmm. that's the other one. Um, so it's all these different characters that are part of the Bat family that are teaming up with Batwoman and Batman. Mm-hmm. He's training them. It's just it's it's a really good book. I love it. Okay. I love it, and well, I love Batwoman. Well, we said, like you said, Marvel is like more uplifting, and like we've all seen probably in this room Guardians of the Galaxy two. Yes. <laughs> oh, Thomas hasn't seen it. Uh, we won't spoil the movie. Don't spoil opening sequences in a movie. I've seen them a very long time. No spoilers for that movie because it's fairly new. Just like with Breath of the Wild, though, that won't no be spoilers. Spoiler. No spoilers for that. But we're we're gearing up for a big superhero movie within Justice League and uh, mm-hmm. Infinity War. Oh yeah. In in your honest opinion, do you feel like if you were just now starting to watch the Marvel movies? Do you feel like you need to be connected with the other ones first? Um, first, no. Uh, I would say that anybody could come in and start watching them and enjoy them. And then connect it in the sense of like, if you didn't watch, say, Civil um, Ant Man, and then you see Ant Man in Civil War, do you feel like you need to go back and watch Ant Man? Yeah, and I mean, I'm sure it would make it you appreciate it more if you watched Ant Man first. But I think that Civil War is such a good movie that you could. Um, <laughs> you're horrible. <laughs> Sorry, Alex is laughing at a sad fan on this basketball game. Um, you you would enjoy the movie enough, and you would see Ant Man if you hadn't seen the movie. Mm-hmm. If you hadn't seen Ant Man, you might go, "Well, I mean, Paul Rudd was great in that. I want to go back and watch this movie." But I don't think you necessarily would have to watch it first. Because, I mean, they even, they introduced Spider-Man in that. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, Tom, well, not, uh, Tom Holland's Spider-Man. Yes, they introduced uh, him in, as a new character. Do you have a problem with it? Because I love uh, Tom Holland. Okay. I'm, I'm ecstatic. What the fuck are you talking about? It's my favorite character. Okay, well, you, just, you, you made this face like, oh, <laughs> Spider-Man. I don't like this new Spider-Man. No, but no, no, uh, no they, they introduced no, no. Tom Holland as the new Spider-Man in that movie and brought him into <laughs> this Marvel Cinematic Universe. So I, I feel like you don't necessarily have to watch Ant-Man before watching. But like, so, like one of my But friends. the other movies, I watched them out of order to begin with. You watched them out of order? Yeah, I watched Avengers before... I, I can't remember. I think I watched... Shoot. I watched Captain America, then I watched Avengers. But I watched... I didn't watch Thor until after I watched Avengers. Hmm. Which I, was a mistake because I really like Thor a lot. Yeah. I thought it was a good movie. But, um, um, yeah, I didn't watch the first Thor movie until after I saw the Avengers. I mean, like, I... I, I and then I, since then, I've watched every single one in theaters. Like I said, I agree with Alex, though, with the fact that they were kind of lukewarm. Because Iron Man was lukewarm. Cause I, I just really enjoyed I think, the Iron Man movies. I think what he's saying is that all of them were just fucking origins. And you as a fan are like, if you've read it, you're like, can we just get some real action See, going? And for me, it wasn't like that because I don't read Marvel comics except now I'm getting into X-Men pretty heavy but I don't read I don't read Marvel I, I don't have a problem with Marvel I like Marvel characters but I prefer to consume Marvel material through the movies I guess I mean like I feel like there is like a division between Marvel fans and then DC fans yes there like, is but, D, <laughs> but DC fans seem to appreciate both worlds more than 
Marvel fans, Marvel whereas fans. Marvel fans are just like, suck at DC, you suck, we're yeah. awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> see a certain local business and its employees. Um, Who? A certain local business and its employees. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Fuck no. Um, but, I, I, won't, I won't name drop, but yeah. So certain local businesses are like that, but DC... DC fans tend to, well, DC fans tend to appreciate comics just in general, and they don't, I don't know. Did you just sit on my dog? <laughs> Barely? Did she yelp? Okay. <laughs> it's awesome. Dog sitting and everything going on in. Um, what were we saying? <laughs> I don't even know. DC. DC, oh. DC fans, I don't know, I guess they tend to be more open-minded. I don't know. I don't know. I, I just know that every time I look at Alex with his fucking glasses on, I think he's Clark Kent. I was like, who the fuck is this I guy? I do too, and I love it. <laughs> <laughs> like, who the he fuck? looks like this is my movie. I like his glasses. <laughs> you like, I still remember the first time I saw him in a movie. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? But well, I think with DC, what people can appreciate with this and Marvel characters do is a sense of like their identity, their secret identity. Oh, yeah. And some to a point, yeah. Well, people will go like, the only problem with Superman is like, well, how can you not tell that Superman? You just quit, take his glasses off and that's what he is. Mm-hmm. But outside of that, like, they're high. They're like, they're kind of like that Disney Incredibles before the Incredibles happened. Like where they had an advantage and go away, but they still knew who they were. Mm-hmm. But they had to live an everyday life. And like, yeah. you look at that in Twain and they're like, Wayne yeah. Enterprise. And what's your favorite Batman movie? Um, <laughs> um, I I like the Dark Knight. I used to like the Dark Knight Rises until I realized what a piece of garbage it was. It's um, a piece of shit. It is, yeah. And piss all over it. Um, <laughs> I like um, Batman Returns. Is that the second one? Batman Returns. Yeah, that's actually that's actually my future wife. That is my future wife. Who Michelle Pfeiffer? Yeah. <laughs> I told my, I told my dad that it's like. You know, You've got a lot of future wives, no, no, dude. Are you no, trying to no, like no. advocate for polygamy on here? No, no, <laughs> none of that. But no, Michelle Pfeiffer is like one and done. Like, if she, she's, she's great. No, um, like no, seriously. I told my dad, like, you know who I want to want to date? He said, "Who? Michelle Pfeiffer." Oh, when I was little, I thought Luke Skywalker <laughs> was my boyfriend. So. Ah, look. she said Luke Skywalker. Yeah. See, now we're on the topic. It is a Star Wars year. Everyone's, yes, it is. Everyone's enjoying it. Some people don't seem to care for like them having expanded the series they're crazy people, they are crazy they can because like they can go be pessimistic elsewhere and stop earning their because, happiness because um <laughs> what this podcast is mostly about is about lore so like they said like the first three should have never been made um no they should never have been made that, that's what that's what the argument was is that that should never like the first three should have never been made and I had to say yes they should have been made because that's the lore behind understanding how everything happened so like when you watch 4, you 5, about, and 6 oh so you're talking about episodes 1 through 3 yeah they need they, yes they needed they to, need be made, to be made but they probably could have been made better yeah I'm not saying like, yeah, they, they aren't the greatest but it is it is neat to see that continuation like the, the backstory of everything yeah because like Star Wars more and like what we're gonna get from seven, eight, nine, and even Rogue One and Han Solo, you're gonna see more character development to make you understand it better. Yeah. Cause like you knew I can't spoil that shit. But you knew that 
they were going to get the plans to the Death Star. Yeah, Somehow, you knew you knew how Rogue One was going to end essentially. Yeah, which it still it didn't make it any less like depressing. Yeah, um, <laughs> I, I will say that I did not like it when I first watched it, and he made me rewatch it with him a couple weeks ago, and I like it better now. I haven't told him that yet. <laughs> but oh. I, I do. I like it better now. It isn't a bad movie. I have shit talked it a lot. It's not a bad movie. It's there, I said it. I said it. <laughs> it's actually number two on my list. Um, I wouldn't say number two, but it's definitely number two on my list. Um, <laughs> Nothing compares to the Sith. I'm like, fuck that. It was shit. there was somebody I can't remember. Um, who had said that, that those were the movies that they watched the most as a kid? It was the <laughs> the first three nostalgia for them, so I could understand that. But no, that's one thing. I wouldn't say they're my favorite at all. I wonder. I wonder if that's one thing that we had to separate ourselves from nostalgia and understand what's actually good. Oh yeah, because I mean, I have a lot of nostalgia and a deep love for Sailor Moon, but when like going back and rereading it it's very like the story gets kind of convoluted oh I mean like cause like <laughs> and you, so like you have to kind of reassess like you know it might not be the greatest storytelling but and like if I could recommend a book for you because it seems to be revolved around it I don't know if you ever heard of it it's called American Born Chinese no what is it called again I'm Ameri- gonna write it down American Born Chinese it's American. a comic book actually oh it's about shit how can I say it's kind of like the Monkey King, Journey to the West. Oh, okay. It's that theme, and like the kid is born. He's from. He lives in America. When he comes to America, like he's like a different person. Like he's like a blonde-haired person, hmm. without spoiling anything. Like it explains how he became that way, and how it actually talks about the Monkey King. Like it starts off really funny, but as it progresses, it gets deep. it de- deeper. And, like, it's a really quick read, but I think I still have it, so I might just give it to you. And, and like... I would be interested. That sounds... <laughs> I'm sure I would probably like to read it, too. I mean, like, that's what... Actually, it wasn't for that book. I would never have made that connection that Dragon Ball had with Journey of the Westman. Oh, yeah. Sun, Sun Wakanda? Is that right? Yep. And Thomas shakes his head. Now, what games are you playing right now? Right. <laughs> are you on hiatus yourself? I mean, I'm kind of on hiatus. Um, I play. I've been playing Mario Kart and Puyo Puyo Tetris with Alex a lot. And then, I mean, I still I play Miku like a couple times a week. I'm I'm waiting for Injustice Two to come out. Why is everybody so excited for this fucking game? Because the first one was really fun, and what it's got it? DC characters in it, and it's just it's it's great. I don't know. I like it. It's a fighting game. Yeah, it's a fighting game, and I'm. It is made by the same people that do Mortal Kombat. Uh, mm. Nether. Yeah, it's it's made by them, and so it functions kind of like a Mortal Kombat game. But I don't know. I've always I, I liked Injustice, and I've never really been a fan of Mortal Kombat, like the mechanics or anything. So we're as E three is approaching us, and like this is exclusive. I just think that all of us should just watch that together. <laughs> is that cool with you, Alex? If you're cool with him freaking out and. God, did you did you actually rip off your you did you ripped off your shirt when they did the Final Fantasy VII announcement two years ago? He he was like, no, they fucking didn't, and he jumps out of bed and he ripped off his shirt. No, they fucking didn't. And I was like, wow. That that was a good year. Yeah, but if you're if we're all down for that, that thing that's actually an exclusive that was dropping at the end of Phase Four, 
I feel like we all should do an episode of Word of Influence after E3 drops. Ta- That'd be really about, cool. Talking about our expectations. I mean, we're not IGN, but we're trying to get to that level. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm saying, we're, there's levels to this shit. And then, like Kendrick Lamar says, we got to be humble. Now, and sit down. Yeah. Sit down. <laughs> yeah, be humble and sit down. That's what if you've never heard that song, it's called Humble. Not. It's called Humble. I recommend this song to you. I used to hate the shit out of it. I love that song now. <laughs> but what music are you listening to right now? Uh Alex is gonna give me so much shit. I listen to a lot of K pop. <laughs> a lot of K pop? Yes. So you're not listening to anything current? I mean contemporary? No. Yeah, well, I mean, it is contemporary. It's it's current, but it's just not American current. Um, I listen to. So, do you like Twice? Yes. Why do you know about Twice? I know music. So. <laughs> I mean, we could we could have a completely different <laughs> podcast about K-pop if you want. Yeah. I could go deep on that shit. Um, no, I like Twice a lot. Um, I actually never watched Sixteen. Sixteen. The, the uh, yeah, I've, reality seen, show. I've actually seen the show. Perry, why have we never talked about this? I feel like we're coming over right now. Have you have you heard of IOI or yes. Perry? <laughs> I want to give you a hug, man. Um, I'm more of a Produce 101 person. I love uh, IOI, and I'm actually really, really obsessed with the group. Priston, um, they came out of uh, M. Night Young and um, Pinky. Uh, just. I don't know them, but like, I know a couple of them. But they're, t- they're two of the members. I could show you pictures of them. And their company, Pledis Entertainment, they formed a group with them and a bunch of other girls that were on Produce 101, mm-hmm. like uh, Min Kyung and Kyung Won, and they have their own group now, and they just debuted, and I, I adore them. Okay. It's great. It's great. I think um, there's, a, there's a guy Korean group, too. Like, someone, like my friend said he sounded like Drake. I was like, really? I mean, there are rappers. There's a couple of guy groups that I really like. Another one is from Pledis, um, 17. They're really good. I think there was some, one of the girls, one of the Korean girls, she did Method Man's Lift It song or some shit. I don't, I don't know. I would say, if anyone, it's probably Hyanna, but that's because Hyanna does everything. I mean, like, and like, Method, <laughs> like Method Man is actually in the video, too. It's like, oh, shit. Hmm. I don't <laughs> it's, know. It's really cool. I have to look that up. I don't know. You looking at any movies? What movies are, besides the Besides drama? Wonder Woman? Yeah. I really only... No, like... That you would recommend people to watch? Oh. I mean, we're talking about current movies? or It doesn't matter. I mean, anything I will always say to anybody that ever that if they haven't seen Fight Club, they need to watch the movie. Cause it's Fight my Club. Movie. <laughs> it's my favorite movie. Um, One thing about Fight Club is that we don't talk about Fight yeah. Club. So that. I, I, people always make that joke, and I'm always like, you know what? I'm going to fucking talk about it because it's my favorite movie. <laughs> Shut the hell up. Um, <laughs> let's see. Gosh, I don't know. Um... If you want to get into anime, there's a short film that is really, really great called uh, The Garden of Words. The Garden of Words? It's a really, really good movie. It's only about, like, 45 minutes long. We actually have it on Blu-ray. Um, there's also one called Into the Forest of Fireflies Light that's about 30 minutes long, and that will rip out your heart. Um, mm-hmm. Wolf Children, that's a really great movie. What's that about? Um, it makes me sound. It makes it sound like Wolf's Run. For some odd reason. It's about a woman and her story of, I don't want to get too into spoiling it, she meets this guy in college and it turns out that he is a wolf. Like, he, he turns into a wolf. So and Haley. they have two kids together. 
Kind of like Wolf Haley, like Tyler the Creator for some odd reason. <laughs> but it, they have a, a son and a daughter, and it's about her raising the kids. Okay. You got any questions for me? Um, I don't know, man. I want to know more about this K-pop knowledge <laughs> you got. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm really excited you, about you, this. You want to you know how it all got started? I can tell you that. Uh, okay. We got a restaurant here in town called Gangnam. Oh, <laughs> so, I see. Yeah. yeah so. um, me and my friend Kayla go there and eat, and we will kind of, I, I generally bow and let her do it, but um, we kind of bicker over who gets to sit in the booth that gets to watch the TV with all the yes, K-pop yes. going on. Because you can still hear it over the speakers, yeah. but like she'll be like, oh, this group, and I'll be like, what? What? And I'll turn around and like arch my neck like, I want to see too. Yeah. Uh, what that, like, so what happened is that like there was just this group that we were like, oh, this is cute as hell. This is a group. And also we found her on YouTube like that same night, and then we've been obsessed. What over. group was it? It was twice. Twice? Which <laughs> girl was it? I don't know names. Okay, well, just... well, I'll, I'll show you pictures and we'll talk about it after we stop recording. Yeah. <laughs> this is a, as this is uh, coming to a conclusion, Phase 4 was awesome. It just four podcasts in four days. It's crazy fun. Uh, next week we'll have some more. Um, shit. As the sporting world is going on right now, to all you motherfuckers who think James Harden deserves the MVP, do you not see this fucking score right now? It is 101 to 72. Give Russell Westbrook the fucking MVP. Shut the hell up. We oh all God, know Barry. that the Cavs and the Warriors are going to go to the finals. <laughs> if this were, if let's put it this way, if Russell Westbrook was on the other side of the team, the same outcome would have came. And I don't even like Russell Westbrook like that. But for all you motherfuckers that think James Harden deserves it, y'all some motherfucking haters. That's all I got to say. I don't even know what's happening right and, now. I don't watch football. I'm just like, uh, okay. <laughs> and that was another A-Way moment. And that's the end of influence. Anytime you got anything to plug, where you uh, at? I don't have anything to plug. <laughs> you can find <laughs> this on iTunes, SoundCloud, any of your podcast directories. It's been a fun week. I'll see you next week with some more content. And it's your boy P. Morton. Out. Peace. Sorry about that rant at the end, guys, but people are just being haters, and we don't need that in today's world. Like, we have too much going on with politics, and Russell Westbrook really deserves everything he's done for his team. So, that's how I feel. Like, people are bashing him just because he was able to do what he did. This, But if it's historic... And you guys are going to deny history or just the ability to do things, then we have some bigger problems outside of gaming. And that's the point of this podcast is to see what influences us to do better things in life. Not just by playing a video game. Because, yes, that's escapism. Playing basketball is escapism as well. But if it makes us a better people that we shouldn't have a problem with making sure that a certain someone deserves that credit. Now, granted, it is just a contest and it's just a game. But for people to badmouth other players for what everything that they haven't done wrong, because Russell Westbrook has, I don't know if you guys know, he's actually stuck up for his team like before he left. And like I said, shout out to everybody that did the podcast this week. You guys are amazing. Shout out to 
Mallory Smith for even letting me use her microphone because this isn't really my microphone. I'm just blessed to have good friends that allow me to use their equipment just to be able to do this. <laughs> like I said, the AWOY project was really a success for me. It just gave me an insight to see if I can actually do four podcasts or two podcasts in a week and not be drained. Now, I'll admit at the beginning of this podcast, I felt really, really drained. But as the conversation wore on, I enjoyed more of it, every second of it. And I don't see myself stopping anytime soon. We really do have a lot of good content coming. And just like, because now it's just about creating more ideas. And you guys will see where, where we're going with this. And this is a word of influence. Just please rate and review. If not, then I enjoy your company for real. Like, I enjoy just podcasting and having fun. But I would just like to see your feedback. Because, like, I will read a book or play a game or listen to a song or music and tell you my input and see what the artist has actually done and how it's influenced. It can be influential towards a person because pop culture is a big thing in life right now and we need to seize the day for it and this isn't me once again signing off for the week hope you all have a good weekend see you bright and early well late monday night so you all have a good one and see you soon peace